Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your under-the-weather host, David. I am joined with today, Leo. Yo, yo. Chris Chin is back. Hello, everybody. R- Ryan is back. What's happening, everyone? NG is back. What's up? Missed you guys. What's going uh, on, guys? How's everyone doing? Good. Chilling. It is a great day here in Boston. Oh, not, shut up. It's not a good day, not a good day here it's, in New York. Uh, it's, it's, wonderfully, it's wonderfully sunny by the beach in L.A. It's doom and gloom here in It's doom and gloom here in New York. I'm fine in Jersey. <laughs> the fire Aaron Boone hashtag has become Isn't a thing. Is it always doom and gloom in Jersey? No. Never. Never. It's the garden state uh, for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we have a very fun jam-packed agenda uh, gonna go over some news a lot of stuff happened regarding the batman this week and we're gonna go over that uh go over some of the stuff we saw have a little discussion on el camino uh jane Salabar reboot and break down our top 10 favorite comic book films of all time i think this is gonna get a lot of comments <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna be, be interrupting each other a lot. Friendships will be tested. I expect Suicide as squad. long as no one has Red Hood as number one this time, we should be all I right. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> um, it's funny. Um, I've noticed because I like doing after we do like a top ten here, I'll put it on Letterbox and then I'll post it on the Real Talk Instagram. People have very specific opinions about my list, and I, I love it. Like, I, I never get, re- you know, they come at me, and I don't, you know, I am not as sarcastic as I am on here with them. I just kill them with kindness. But I guarantee this list will probably get the worst hate I think I've gotten in a long time. So You might, you might have to say some shit this time, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might. kill them with kindness on this one. It depends. If they if they insult a specific movie that I'm gonna have on here, then maybe I will Ooh. have to say something. So, but yeah, I guess we can kick it off with. Uh, gee, I know you weren't on last week, but do you have any comments about how you uh, how you feel about Joker? Because you really didn't get a chance to speak on uh, it. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit offline. I thought it was really good. Like the more I think about it, uh, the more I like it. Um, I like that it. You know, it it's not. I don't think it's fair to just call it like a. A comic book film because it's a, a really a lot more than that um i also like but it's weird i liked it a lot but i also can see where some of the criticism is like why it might have turned certain people off i've talked to a lot of people like you know the restaurant i manage at is like right by a movie theater so like we've had a few people coming back and forth from seeing it and the consensus that i've got for most people that have seen it that they liked it thought it was well made but it left them unsettled as it yeah, should, but yeah. I think that's what, like, what exactly. Yeah, I mean, like we have a regular that said that it gave him nightmares. Now I thought that was wow. like a little over the top, but like he was just like <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> um, and like one of my one of my buddies actually works um, at a news channel, and he said what was hard for him to watch was that you know last scene with Robert De Niro and stuff like on the talk show, 
because he's in that kind of environment and he's like, yeah. dude, I wouldn't even know what to do in that kind of situation if something like that happened live on air. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, like, it was like, so it was like, it was interesting to kind of see it from different perspectives from different people who have seen it. Nice. Like, for me, like, it is dark, but like, for all the hoopla about how like violent it was, it I didn't really think yeah. it was particularly too violent. I agree. Um, I think I think that some of the violence came out of nowhere. Like maybe we were like, "Oh shit!" Like like this got real real quick. Yeah. And but, like, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are. I mean, I think we had a full discussion on this last week, but I think the violence that occurs, especially the Robert De- Robert De Niro one, if you read the comics, you knew it was coming. Well, you know, it's funny. I, yeah. I think I think G's wording was perfect. Yeah, I think, I think unsettling so. is like exactly. It. I don't think it was like super violent, but I think it was so real that everyone found something in it that left them uncomfortable. Yep, I agree. Right. Uh, and Ryan, I mean, you... it also has like a lot to say about like mental illness. I think it's like really mm-hmm. important, yeah. and like, yeah, and like especially how like we deal with people with mental illness. So we kind of like you know, like, one of the <laughs> best lines ever was. Yeah, it's just like you know, like. I think, and I think that's what makes it uncomfortable for a lot of people that it's really talking about a very real thing. Yeah. And maybe it's like, maybe it shouldn't be under the veil of being a comic book movie, but like, I just, uh, it's, it's something very poignant and real to the story. But let me ask you something though. You say it shouldn't be on the comic book movie. If, say, uh, a movie deals with real life heartbreak and it really resonates with you. Should not be under the of a romantic film. Like it's just the title that it's under doesn't t- shouldn't take nah, I mean, away from yeah, the film. You're right. You're right. I mean, like I guess, like uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, like there, it's just the way that you know, like like I like I think I told David off the line. Like we had a guy that was like so upset about the movie because he was expecting like you know a comic book film and yeah. then got this very serious like film <laughs> character study instead. He wanted an and, MCU movie or before like, a 2008 movie. Yeah. And my thing was like, well, you know, like, I, I, I even going back, like, I even brought up the Dark Knight to this guy, and he was just like, yeah, that was serious and it was gritty, but there were still kind of shades of a comic book movie in yeah. it. And I, I that, like, it's not. Well, so there but is. Like, There's always in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, but right? Like, but like my, my train of thought, even with like the dark, even the whole Dark Knight trilogy, I was like that. that to me, that is grounded completely in reality for me, at least. It, it's like it just it's a crime thriller that just happens to have a guy who dresses up as bat. Yeah. Even Bane in the Dark Knight trilogy, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand why he wears that yeah. stupid yeah. thing yeah. on his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, but yeah, but like, yeah, like you know, Joker it's, though is. I mean, I guess like I mean, the cool thing about it is like sometimes you get art that like you know challenges people, and I think this is what joker did yeah and it's killing and, it in the uh, box office it's gonna cross yeah the, i mean yeah. The, the way the, the amount of money it's making I'm, I'm i'm happy it is i really thought with all the, like the hype around it and like uh, like you know having more security at movie theaters and all this other stuff i thought it would hurt so, box office but i think that all that kind of hype that everyone like being afraid to go actually made people go so i would it's that it's that perception i'm like ooh, we're doing something we shouldn't be doing so like i was talking to leo i did a little research on this so the the movie the movie cost 55 mil right now looking at obviously avengers is the highest grossing film of the year and it's not even close however based on budget to profit joker is number two in the year based on what it costs to what it's profiting so right now it's made it's made 600 i think it's going to cross 700 million by at the end of this weekend so it it has made over 600 and almost 650 million dollars off off budget that's like 
what, like 10 times it's that's like, crazy what it cost to make or something like that yeah wow. like when we so, were doing the geez. when i did the box office for its second weekend i was just so surprised that it dropped so little like when it's when they said it made 55 million after making 96 million the weekend before i was like like that's kind of unheard of for a movie like that and i like, i you're, I you're expecting like a 50 55 percent drop and like it drops like 41 or something like that i actually went is... to uh went to see it again last friday on the second weekend and it was still a sold out show so, really, right. really? Yeah. like I, I told you too like the theater by us like it it, it I, I couldn't tell how well it was doing based on our theater because i but it's just like the area like they're very like the people that go to that theater are very nervous they didn't like the fact that there was more security at the theater more cops around like they just didn't feel comfortable going to see it yeah so, so my coworker did get patted down you got patted down yeah, a coworker of mine when he actually did get the pat down, they searched his wife's purse and everything. Ours had uh, ours had suspicious. undercover and SWAT uh, for the first. Yeah, I think week. we just had undercover. Like I walked in no problem, as if it was just to go see a Marvel movie or something. Yeah. So jo- uh, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of Joker, how do you feel about Jared? Have you heard the things well, about yeah, Jared? That, that was that was the ne- that was the next thing I was going to bring up. Actually, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Right, right, right. So you'll comment on Joker later. You mentioned off the yes, line. Yes, I right? will. All right, cool. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Jared Leto is a little butthurt. Yeah. But about... can we understand why? No, no, no. no. I, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I like doing that. Um, if if you're him as an actor, right, and you get casted in this role as the Joker. But then you hear some other dude might be doing another movie, playing the same character you just got cast at. I think you might be a little bit butthurt too. It's not the butthurt that that not, it didn't piss me off. It made me chuckle. The fact that he tried to get the movie from not from stop the movie from being made, I was like, <laughs> well, it was the part that they gave him, and like I, I would feel weird too if like some other dude was like, "You're oh, well, this guy's going to play." And him. I think well, I, I'd, I'd be more pissed off. I'm, Sorry, Sorry. I'd be more pissed off that I'm not being brought back for Suicide Squad 2 yeah. more than I'd be pissed off yeah. about this movie, honestly. Yeah, to be, There's to two be different fair. universes. Yeah, so, to be fair, like, uh, gee, like, I, I don't know about the butthurt thing because they're two different Jokers. It's like, two different universes. Leto didn't portray mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. So you can't be upset that someone else is going to get a chance to play a role that technically isn't even the role that you're playing. It's just the same name. Well, I mean, do you think that's how they pitched it? I mean, like, I mean, like, I, I, I think... It's just as simple as it sounds for Jared Leto. Is like I'm playing the Joker, right? And now you're making a standalone movie about the Joker, and not even considering letting me do it. Or like, I know it's like two different things, but like I'm just trying to understand things from his perspective. Like it would be, I think for most actors it would be weird. You'd be like, okay, like we had this agreement is what we're going to do, and now you're kind of phasing me out. Well, yeah, ego is definitely going to be there. You're, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. I, it's, it's just like, I just think he went about it just completely what, like, immature. I think what I mentioned last week was uh, I I don't think Jared Leto is a bad actor. I think he's a very good actor. I agree. I think he did the best he could for what he was given. The material he was given. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even think he was, like, awful in it. Like, I just, he yeah. didn't have a lot to do. Exactly. Chris, I know you, you laughed when we mentioned that. Any thoughts? Yeah. No, yeah, he got fired. <laughs> he got fired. He got replaced. And I think, and I think they tried to appease him in the beginning by like, no, like you're also going to get to do like your Joker movie, and you'll do like a spinoff with like Margot Robbie and or, like Harley Quinn. Like I think they tried to appease him in the beginning, and then they realized like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Which, by the way, what's that was feeling on that on the trailer for that? By the way, I know I'm not trying to change topics, but came, on the Harley Quinn. So it, I think it came out at the worst possible time. 
if sure. that makes any sense. Because like, no, I get what you mean. I know you want to put a, your next big DC movie with your really. I mean, they had to, right? They had to, but <laughs> at the same time, I watch Joker. Apples and oranges. And then I watch that yeah. trailer, and I'm like, whoa. You're like, you can see what it, uh, amazing it can be, and then you're reminded of the trash before. Well, no, I don't think. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to be trash. Oh, it's going to be trash. I just think it's just too I think diff- it's going to be trash. It's you think trash. so? Oh, I, you have, I have some high hopes for it. Yeah, I, mean, I have. I, I do, too. I'm cautiously optimistic. But it's too. It, it's like what Ryan just said. It's apples and oranges. You're like. It's and, like and, and it's a comeback for Rosie Perez. Good for and her. And I, <laughs> I also made the mistake of watching uh, the first episode of Batwoman, The Weekend of Joker. Yeah. And I think I told you, Leo, yeah. off the line, like how, like. I was felt so disconnected after like being destroyed by Joker, and I'm like, um, "Did you watch it again?" No. Well, I also didn't love the first episode, but the second episode was a lot better. The second, the second episode was much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, good to know. I haven't watched it. Yeah, watched really rough. Yeah, Ryan, when you watch the pilot, yeah. I think you're gonna have a hard time. I did watch it. the pilot. She and looked, it was man. She looks ridiculous in a Batman. Scene. I still she, hate that line, by the way. Yeah, so do I. The better than a woman like no say yourself have a little self-confidence and chris i assume you will <laughs> not be watching selling, that they're woman. selling they're selling yeah. like nah. women power on sunday with like batwoman and super yeah <laughs> but uh moving on to some more news this may be small but for any fan of the original two terminators the new terminator is actually going to be rated r which is the first they time about that at comic-con too yeah. first Ooh. first time a terminator movie has been rated r since terminator 2 which was the best Yes. If you say there's a I am, you know, I'm one. becoming more and more Salvation. No, I'm kidding. Judgment day, bro. <laughs> I I as I've gotten older and I see Terminator One as a like yeah. and Terminator Two back to back, I kind of really enjoy Terminator One more. Wow. It's so dark and fucking gritty. It's and, basically a horror movie. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're both amazing. <laughs> I will say that Terminator Two as a purely like it kind of reminds me of like Alien versus yes, Aliens. That's a good comparison. Different. Yeah. They're both and, great. And like Terminator 2 is more action oriented. And like Terminator yeah. 2 is like a great action movie. That makes fair. Mm-hmm. That's definitely fair. Now, the new Terminator, that does the same thing that Halloween did, right? Gets rid of some of the yeah, sequels. Yeah, it's a direct sequel to Part 2. Terminator. T2. So I don't, I don't have any expectations because I will not let them fool me. <laughs> <laughs> They've been good. And I think, Chris, you, you mentioned off the line like a week ago... Uh, you kind of saw the yeah. whole movie during commercials. Yeah, they love doing that. Yeah, no, you just watch that trailer twice and you you got it. Got the plot. Got it. Newer got yeah, I'm still gonna yeah. watch it, but you know. No, well, I am happy for Linda Hamilton. Yeah, she gets to be like a badass. Again. Yeah, and she she was this, uh, not the original badass. That would go to Ripley, Ripley but I think she yeah. was right after her. Um, because I don't think she was a badass in the original Terminator, but no, Terminator she was like a damsel in distress. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news is Marvel news. I have two bit, two, two little pieces of Marvel news. The first one is Kevin Feige has been named Chief Creative Officer at yes. Marvel, meaning he now nice. has control over the. T- <laughs> I was like, and the worst kept like secret in Marvel. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you've been doing an amazing job. Let's give you more, more, more power. So he literally, <laughs> I, he took over Jeff Loeb's job pretty much. Yeah. And he also took mm-hmm. over. Uh, pet, pet, pet meter? Or I think so. Like yeah, the, so the pretty much he on. is like the end-all be-all at Marvel now. I think he only answers yeah. to Bob Iger at this point. So let me ask you something. Last week we talked about like him taking yeah. over Star Wars. Now that kind of like, it's like, I don't know. It's tough. Right? Because now that he runs this, they still have to go to him for stuff, but he doesn't necessarily have to 
you know, be hands on, hands on anymore. So it could still lead to him taking over Star Wars eventually. Now that after all this, I want to know what his net worth is. I want to know how much money he's making. (laughs) Yeah, I Forbes at the end of the year releases certain people's salaries. I'm going to be on the lookout for that because I'm very curious. Um, The other bit of Marvel news goes coincides with what we talked about last week with Martin Scorsese. So has anyone seen what Francis Ford Coppola said? Dude, I did not. No, no. I'm going to read verbatim what he said. Is it going to uh, make me mad? It's going to make. So me it didn't probably. make. Yeah, this one, he <laughs> went. He went a little bit more deep. Deep cut. That there was uh, no ambiguity. The, no, <laughs> no. So I'm gonna. It's it's not too long, but I'll, I'll I'll say it as fast as I can. So when Martin Scorsese says that the Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right because we expect to learn something from cinema. We expect to gain <sighs> something, some enlightenment, some knowledge, some inspiration. I don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again. Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. He didn't say it's despicable, which I say it is. Okay, well, motherfucker, you're old enough. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand like okay, like what? Ugh, I can't even talk. Um, <laughs> what makes so me mad? What makes me mad about directors like them of their stature saying something like this is like it comes off a tad disrespectful. Yeah, like, just shut up. Who people? Just who, shut like, up. What? The front your rights. Like yeah, ex- I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Oh, no, I thought you meant. Oh yeah. No, oh, no, I, not I, you. Like, <laughs> like, sorry. I mean, it just like because like it takes away from like the work that these like yeah. to say that the Russo brothers don't put in a lot of heart and humanity and like what they did with like their Avengers movies. I think that's not fair to say. And like I think like someone of their stature, who's a Scorsese or a Coppola or you know, Spielberg, even though he didn't say anything yet, like he's next. That's like he probably is next. Like. It just like you know, every movie doesn't have to be Goodfellas or yeah. Casino or Beijing Bull. Like there's there's, a, there's different ways to connect emotionally with moviegoers. Yeah, I and mean, the fact that you didn't happen like you, I, 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 how many like Marvel movies do you think Francis Ford Coppola has watched? Probably none. And Martin Mar- Scorsese immediately said he hasn't really seen many of them. Like he saw like maybe one or two. So like, by Dark World and Age of Ultron. Like <laughs> it's not like a fair. It's not like a fair assessment. For if that was that. the if that was the case, right? Then I totally understand why he feels the yeah, way. Yeah, I know he why feels. he feels predictable. <laughs> yeah. well, we, well, sure, if he sold Thor to Dark World, I'm like, all right, I get you, man. But like, <laughs> trying to watch something else. But yeah, like, you know, like it, oh, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of like they seem so out of touch. Like it reminds me of like Spielberg being upset about like Netflix movies being considered for Oscars. Because they should be considered TV movies, but you know what? They're not being made on TV movie yeah. budgets. They're Netflix, movies. Netflix made. They're real the Oscars, motion so. pictures with like huge movie budgets. Agreed. So like, I, you just need to get caught up on the times. Like yeah. it just makes them seem a little out of touch, and I just think it's a little disrespectful to do that to your peers, like other directing yeah. peers who like put their blood, sweat, and tears into making movies like that. I think it's the old guard. I think Jen mentioned off the line when I read this to her. It's the old guard. They very protective of their type of cinema and i like all, all that so but i i think that was this was a little bit like the marty one like i said last week i'm willing to forgive that but this one was a little and don't yeah. even get me started one jennifer anderson oh well, she <laughs> she hasn't been relevant since 1995 so yeah she's like oh she's like oh this is why i went back to tv because i don't want to be in like marvel movies or like surrounded by green screen I'm like no they don't want you <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts like, chris or you're 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 like yeah, no, I, I now, I now, mean, like, now, now let, let someone from Marvel call her and say, like, we're interested. She'd be like, okay, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I'll take Amara's daughter. I would just, I, it's, it's the old guard, like you said, but like, you don't see this in other mediums. Like, like, if Michael Jordan was 
like coming down and said like, oh, Kevin Durant can't shoot like I could. Like, bro, shooting jump shots is shooting jump shots. Like, it's the same shit. Like, yeah, these guys, if they were placed, if they were only making black and white movies, they would probably be like, oh, they're in color. That's not cinema. Like, get out of here. Like, yeah, just go back and be quiet. Like, it's not like let's for Coppola. Like, bro, you made Jack, brother. Relax. <laughs> like, let's, not, let's not like throwing shit down and like. Oh my god, did he really? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, not, oh my god. Like, I think he has. I think Coppola has a lifetime pass because he made two Godfathers. Yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. he also made Jack. He did. I yeah. do. I kind of like, like Jack. Yeah, it's not a good movie. When was the last time you watched it? About 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Give, it, give, it, give it another Wait, go. Is it, is it, is it Jennifer Lopez and Jack. Yes, yes, I think she's, she's a teacher. She's a teacher, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, like it's 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 very much like you can't tell me like, and we're probably gonna get into this with like our favorite scenes in these comic book movies, mm-hmm. like the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't see that heartstring. They, yeah. they like the way that James Gunn weaves that story of Star Lord between the loss of essentially both of his parents. Like, like yeah, is it in the vehicle of a comic book movie? Yes, but like it, yeah. the feelings are still there. Like, yeah, yeah, like I said too, it's not it's not even a fair assessment if you haven't really watched many of them. Exactly. And like, what fair. I got from Scorsese that he hasn't really watched many of them. Like, I doubt Coppola has really watched many of them. So it's not even like if if you're gonna have an argument like that, you know, yo, you should have sat through all twenty some odd films of those, and then you can have an opinion on it. How do you think Scorsese and Coppola feel about Michael Bay movies? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come down with that asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think everyone would be co-signing whatever they say regarding <laughs> Michael Bay. I don't. Th- I haven't liked the Michael Bay movie since the nineties. Like probably 90s. the original Bad Boys. I, oh, I think liked, I liked. Uh, oh, maybe did he do The Rock? The Rock. Okay, so he maybe did the, the Rock. Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Armageddon. No, I. Uh, he did. He did Painting Game, right? The one with The Rock. Oh, that was. Oh, true. Pain. I do like Painting Game. Yeah, that's the I only did. Mark Wahlberg movie I like. You know what is an underrated Michael Bay movie is The Island. I'm like the only one that likes. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I like is it. Is that like the one with Ewan McGregor? Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah, seen Scarlett it. Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. So, um, now we move on from Marvel to DC. And a lot of Batman news we got to get into. Uh, the first one broke last night. So Matt Reeves asked Michael Giacchino to score the movie on stage at his concert last night. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's like fresh And news. he said, I, it looks like he's taking it because he tweeted a little later in the morning a uh, bat signal. Nice. Which, if this is the logo I'm going to show Leo, if this is the logo they're going with, um, they're going back to the 89 oh, logo. Yeah, it's a classic 89 It's a classic logo. 89 logo. So nice. We'll see what happens with that. The next bit of casting Batman news is that, shall we start with the Paul Dano casting? Let's start with the Paul Dano casting. Yeah, I mean, casting. that was the last one. Yeah, so, Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler and is That's a big fan of yeah. a lot of his films. I am... And All he looks in. The, the look, too. the look is perfect. He looks the part. The look, yeah, that's all I can really speak on. The look, actually, David. If you, any movie in particular, there I will be watch blood. Or... There will be blood. Uh, okay. There will be blood. He's also in Prisoners. He's dude. in Prisoners. He's also in Love and Mercy, which is really door, good. Right? In the, he's in the girl next door. There was like geek or whatever. I was looking him up on. Oh, sorry. I was looking him up on Netflix so, after the news uh, broke. Cookbert. There's like one where yeah. he's like stuck on an island or something. I forget the name of it. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I have to look it up but again. Yeah, but yeah, if, if you're going to start offline. with one, definitely there will be blood. Him, okay. I mean, Daniel Day Lewis and him are yeah, he's yeah, a, incredible. He's a good actor. Like when I posted when I posted the news story, I was like, he's a familiar face. Like you would just like, but I don't think he's like that familiar with most moviegoers. But like, 
it's one of those things where you see him, you go, oh, yeah, he was in that. Oh, oh yeah, he was in that, too. So, like, it was cool, though. Like, when the news broke, it seemed like almost every, like, social media didn't get mad. They were, like, for once. For yeah. once. For once. They, they came mm-hmm. united. I, th- I think, too, is kind of what you said, G. A lot of people don't know who he is. So they're probably yeah, right. like, you know, let's give this guy a shot. And he, yeah, like you guys said, you put some glasses on him. He's Edward Nigma. So he totally looks apart. And the news came right on the heels of the Jonah Hill thing. Great segue. Which is so, <laughs> so uh, Jonah Hill is no longer attached to the Batman. So here's my quick two cents. I think this ten, the him wanting this ten million dollar shit feels like a scapegoat, like a way to use as an excuse for him not wanting to play the penguin. Because Jen asked me, do you, I think, um, the Paul Dano, went, the Riddler went to him because Jonah Hill turned it out. I'm like, no. I think that was in the works. I think it's always been the Penguin, and that confirmed it, that Paul Dano got cast, like, right away. Yeah. Which is smart. By the way, I think it would have been held longer if it wasn't which, already in the works. Which I think is great. DC usually fucks up on a lot of stuff, but lately, with their marketing and now this, they got away from bad news with some, like, positive news yeah. the next day, so right. good for them. So. I do kind of believe he wanted more money. Oh, he probably did. It's I think one of he kind of wanted more. Like the rumor is that he wanted more money than Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, we. I remember we talked about it last yeah, week. He yeah. wanted. He wanted to. He wanted to Jack Nicholson the situation. Chris, Chris, <laughs> he get th- more money than like the guy playing Batman. Chris, any thoughts on that? So far, my formula of not trusting any DC stuff until it's actually ready to go into theaters has worked with the <laughs> Joker. As you remember, I didn't want to talk about it, so I keep this one the same. All right, cool. I um, just. I'm just I'm just ready. Just let me know when it's out, and then I won't get my hopes up. He would have been, he would have been a good penguin, though. See, I, yeah, no, he I, made I, a good Hugo Strange. Yeah, and I was saying penguin. Oh, okay, that wouldn't be bad. I think I think Leo and I got got uh into it on in our group chat this week because uh, I think if they go with the same route that they went with Gotham, like you don't need a fat penguin. Not, like, aesthetically like, looking. Like, like, yeah, yeah. A, a, that guy, that guy is like one of the best penguins. Too. And I don't mm-hmm. want, I, I'm not saying him, but what about Bill Hader as a penguin? Yeah. I know you were a big fan of that. And I know you don't like Bill no, Hader. I'm not a big Hader fan, but like, you're a hater, hater. I'm a hater. <laughs> um, well, he's no. proving to be a very diverse performer. Yeah. That's why I think he, and yeah. he's on a roll right now. Yeah. And I think with him and Barry, him killing it and it, I think this would be it, a good, yeah. Well, they they are still actively looking for a penguin, so yeah. So it's funny because I, I brought up on the in our group chat. I brought up the whole like the that Jason Alexander put in his hat, and I said, and I said no. Too. I said I was like, oh my god, I actually would have a really, I would love to see Jason Alexander as penguin. Um, <laughs> and and then have the, Danny DeVito do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the last bit of uh, DC Batman news is Zoe Kravitz is the, is been cast as Catwoman. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I liked it, but yeah. as the days progressed, I'm like, oh. Actually, this really does work really well. So, oh, very much she's so. gorgeous, too. I, Ryan, you posted something funny that people are like, I haven't seen anything, but. Yeah, me neither. Thank God, but like, I, I you know, the whole race thing. Uh, but then they forget that there has been a black hat woman already in a 66 there's series. Been two. So. There's been two. There's been two. <laughs> yeah. So it was Halle Berry and then Eartha Kitt on the TV show. Oh, we don't count Halle Berry in my hair. Come on. As much as we wanted to believe that it never happened, it did happen. It's like how I. That's, it's that's like the how... best cosplay I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's how Yo, I at least she owns that as bad. I give her credit for well, that. Well, yeah, she actually yeah. went and accepted she her accepted Razzie. Razzie, Razzie, Razzie yeah, she yes. actually went to it. Yeah. So, all right. So that brings us to what we saw this week. A little discussion on El Camino. Has everyone seen it besides G? Because I know you. Yes. Know. 
Yeah, I haven't watched I, Breaking Bad, so I'm gonna just listen. All right, so not no spoilers. I personally loved it. I think it yeah, was same. It did everything it needed to do without destroying that series finale. And I think exactly. Chris was the first one that saw it. So you want to chime in first, Chris? Yeah. So I woke up at 3 a.m. I was that guy. I work <laughs> with some people that watch it, so. If they, I, I don't want to fire anybody, but if they spoiled it for me, I would just have to fire. My hands would be tied. So I woke up at 3 a.m. to watch it, and I loved it. Like, it, I think David and I talked off the line, like, it's the perfect epilogue of the story. Yep. And the biggest criticism that I've been hearing is, like, well, it's not Breaking Bad. And I was just like, well, you, you weren't really watching. Because, yep. like, yeah. A, you didn't read up on it because, like, everyone said, like, this isn't that. And, like... This is a story strictly about the most tortured character in the entire series in, like, the, his next couple of steps. So I thought I loved it. I mean, like, I love the tides. I mean, I feel bad that Todd got fat. But, you know, <laughs> what's well, going to happen? Yeah, that's the, like, that's the one cameo that I'm like, man, that – I mean, seeing Todd was fun because Todd's such a fucking – He's nuts. He's fucking crazy. He's, a, he's the biggest. He's the he's the low key biggest psychopath in yeah. the whole in the whole show. <laughs> yeah. And you like, see that, that, right? that, that can that confirms it. Like he is a literal crazy person. Because he talks to you like like very nice and stuff. But he's like, void of humanity. Yeah. And then when like you, completely uh, sociopath. Sociopath. Yeah. 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 So there's a scene that they walk into a location and Todd is Todd and Jesse. Um, they go into a location. And he's happy-go-lucky, nothing crazy. And then they go into the specific location, and they find a body. And Jesse's like, what the fuck? Like, reacts like a normal person. Yeah, and, and Tom's yeah. like, no, 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 you know, <laughs> I had to do, you know, I had to be done. <laughs> and I'm like... That's, yeah, that's one. Like, there's a lot of things. Like, you see, like, a lot of crazy things. As far, like, uh, there's that snow globe that he collects, yes. which also, weird... And then there's one of him and Lydia. He's never even been on a date with this chick. Like, and, and he's you, got a snow globe of her. You can nah. tell that he was obsessed with her throughout the series. Yeah. So when of I course. saw, you see it, and then you're just like, oh snap! It's like that. Yeah. He's I think that reason. was that was actually my favorite Easter egg, Chris. The fact that there that he had a snow globe of him and Lydia was fucking great. Um, that and Lydia not actually being dead yet. Oh yeah, because she's still not dead. Yeah. Yeah, she's expected really? to. She's expected, she's to, expected die. to die. Huh. But she is not dead. Because remember, this takes place like seconds after? after the series yeah. ends. So she's poisoned. But at the wow. end of the series, you see her, like you know, Walter's telling her like I I put the poison in your coffee in her stevia or whatever. So she's in the hospital right now. That's so she's so not smart, dead yet. Man. Yeah. So. Um, all the cameos in it, I don't know if Ryan and Chris will agree, they were warranted. They're not mm-hmm. forced in. in. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Even, yeah. even. I mean, I don't know. I think you guys know by now, uh, Brian Cranston's in it. And that is fucking perfect. Yeah, because, yeah it's an awesome mm-hmm. scene. Because it go, it's a cameo from season two. So okay. they just, exactly. he shaved his head. They went that's, back. Uh, what this does too is that it confirms a lot of why Walt is doing what he's doing. Like there's I like it was this is a little spoiler, whatever. Yeah, no. So um there's a scene where they're having it's they're having breakfast and Walter is pretty much at the end of the breakfast they're having a conversation and he's like, You're lucky. Like you've lived your life. I'm just starting to and I'm like, Whoa 
Wow. Like, just give him an Emmy mm. for like five minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just like the, it just shows. And he, if, he says it at the end of the series. Like, I did it because I loved it. This is just like the start of that. Like, he's realizing now, like, what have I been doing my whole life? And I'm like, oh, Gilligan, you're a fucking genius. Damn. And the end, I thought it was great. The way it ends is. So you would say this enhances Breaking Bad. Yes. But you don't need to watch it. Yes. To, like, no. Feel, like, like, complete. I, I feel complete because uh. I feel complete now because I think I don't know if you guys would Chris, uh, Leo or I would agree. We're happy that Jesse got away, but we always wondered. I personally always wondered what next. So I think I even said to you after I finished this finale, I said, I wish we got more on Jesse. Yep. And that's why I love El Camino so much is because it gives me that exact thing I needed at the series finale. And that's why I love about the movie so much. And like Chris, to what you comment on that people are like, it's not breaking bad. I'm like, I think it is because it's a slow, like an episode. It's a slow burn and season five, season four and five were all slow burns. People have this like idea that, oh my God, look what happened with, uh, Oh my the God. last three episodes. Yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. not what it was. We got to there as a nice yeah. slow burn, and that's what there's an action sequence at the end, which is pretty cool. But you build to that, and there's a lot of tense. There's a lot of tension within the film. Like there's a scene in a. Uh, oh, Chris, what what is that? The vacuum? Sh- is it? The, does he sell vacuum cleaners? Yeah. There's yeah. a scene in a vacuum shop that's full of fucking tension. And I'm like, I was like glued to the TV. So highly, it's full highly. It's tension and growth. Yes. Like you see Jesse's growth. You see in very subtle ways everything that he's taken from Walt. Like, and like his growth as like, oh, because like in reality, Jesse does not lead his life almost throughout the entire show. And then it leads to him essentially just being captured. This you see, like, because he's just like banking on, um, forgive me, he just actually passed away. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. The day it came out. Yeah. So, like, he's banking on him just like, hey, just let me slide on this. And he's now dealing, like, in the real world, though, it's like, no. You either get what I need or you don't get what you want. Whereas, like, Walt, show him leniency or things like that where he is now officially, like, on his own and has to make his own decision. That's why I think the other cameo, which I won't spoil, is, like, I think so important where he's just like he – that light goes off where he's just like – it's almost like no more half measures – go back in the season and just be like, oh, snap. Like, he's I, now a functioning adult. That cameo, almost. that cameo, I won't even spoil because I didn't expect that one at all. And I thought, like, I would agree with you, Chris, that it was a nice surprise and I think it's, it was a nice bow to everything. So, so what's the, what's the, I mean, I, I haven't watched it and I've never watched the show, unfortunately, I guess. Uh, but what's the uh, general consensus from fans? Do they, do you, do they seem to like it? Like, I mean, everyone I've spoken to has has loved it. There are a few people that suck. That uh, (laughs) 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 is that the movie sucked and they suck. Tell us, tell us how you really unbiased, unbiased opinion here. (laughs) It's it's true. I'm not gonna mention. There's someone I saw. Chris, I can tell you off the line who it is because you know who it is. There's someone I saw on Facebook that's like, "This isn't Breaking Bad, but you know, still enjoyable." I'm like, "Yo, you fucking suck." Yeah, I think those. I think it plays a little bit better. So, like, I had, like, a coworker like, literally just watch it for the first time, Breaking Back for the first time, like, a few, he finished, like, a week and a half before the movie came out. And, like, I think it definitely plays. And, like, I went and back and rewatched it. I can see where, like, if you didn't watch another, if you didn't, like, rewatch an episode, 
and like you don't have that uh like you can't put yourself like oh this is the finale this yeah. is what's next yeah like that long it's like a three-year gap right two-year gap or something like that from what from the season finale to El Camino. No, six years. Oh, it's like six. Yeah, okay. Like that gap for a lot of like common like viewers Wasn't is going to be big. So like you just have this want for more Breaking Bad. But if you watch it consecutively, like I think it's a no-brainer. Like it's a perfect ending to the show. Yep. Nice. I, I totally agree. Any more comments on it, Ryan? You're, you're good there. Ah, you guys said it perfectly. Perfect. So the next movie... Ryan and I will be talking about because I think Oh uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're the only ones that saw it here. So uh Jay and Salaba reboot. Nice. Um I feel like Ryan's been preparing his whole life for this. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> so um should I let Ryan go ahead? You've waited. I'll for like, this. No, go I'm for your reaction, I thought you were going to be more meh about it. So your how much you loved it, I'm very curious about your breakdown. All right, so here, I'm going to try to keep this as not a spoiler as possible. <laughs> so it's extremely, extremely heart, full of heart. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be a movie full of dick jokes. And I think <laughs> and I think will work for me a lot is the fact that I saw the double feature with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And and a reboot right after. So the movie has a shit ton of cameos, and they all I think they all work. You right? You agree? Mm-hmm. I agree, totally. But the stuff that I can't really get into that has so much heart. If it looked like I think Rai, you said it best. It it looked like Kev dot was gonna die, and this is the script. He was like, he was yep. written to make. Is this his first movie since yeah. everything? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it makes sense then. Mm-hmm. It. I think it's his best movie in probably like twenty years. Wow. Probably since Chasing Amy is his best movie. Wow. Because it's oh, it's wow. not to me it's not just a movie that's you know for, it is for the fans. It's a love letter to us. Oh, it's huge fan service. But at the same time, he talks about like what the best reboot possible is, which is our kids. And when that line came in the movie, wow. I'm like, shit, like fuck, that's so true. And it's and like the scene with Ben Affleck is probably one of my favorite scenes of the year. Like it is. Oh yeah. You see all the post credit stuff is fucking hilarious. You see forgiveness of like their friendship, but at the same time, you see a lot more. And it's it's fucking great, man. Like I really and I'm surprised that Ron Tomatoes is not tearing it apart. Which right now it's a sixty nine percent, which for him lately is. Like, <laughs> really high and it's like <laughs> it's ideal perfect. it's kind of perfect it yeah like the, it seemed like the biggest complaint from like people that didn't like it was that it's i mean and it's what it was made for i mean like they're like if you're not a fan of this you're not gonna yeah enjoy oh it. yeah i mean the the fan uh meter on it is like 95 while like you said 69 so that you know, we talk about the difference the way, on can he not like ensure like a wide national release why is it not like everywhere it's just smart it's just it, it's to make as much money and knowing the audience i mean and excuse uh, me. he's going he's going on a road show right now he started it yesterday so i mm-hmm. think he's at, end up gonna make i think he's gonna make a good amount of money on it because he's charging like 30 to like 150 dollars and to 700 dollars for like a meet and grease package so he's making good money on on the movie now because he's taking it on the road got it so I, it, Plus, I, it comes out in February, was, too. Go ahead, Ryan. What was your theater like? I'm curious, because when I looked it, after Tuesday, I went to the Tuesday showing, and our Tuesday showing was jam-packed. But it was the sold third, out. There's, 
the third okay, edition. Okay, that's awesome. Out. Yeah, and uh, everyone was into the movie, like which is great. I oh, feel yeah. like it was at a Marvel movie, like everyone's cheering, exactly. everyone's laughing. It was the end game for View Askew. It really was the best way you can put it without really giving spoilers. Like I wish he didn't make another movie. Like I feel like this. I can end- see that. Really? Like I, like he wants to make Clerks three, and I'm like, yeah, it would be cool, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, this ends. The end is so perfect that you're just like, fuck, I don't want any more. <laughs> like, just go keep podcasting and being awesome. I don't, I don't need you to do it. Or, or direct uh, episodes of The Flash. Yes. Because he's killing that right now, too. Yeah, he's pushing to direct Batwoman now, so oh. he'll probably get on Nice. That. But, yeah, go ahead, Ry, if you have any more. Just, thoughts. I mean, like we, I mean, we talked about the Ben Affleck stuff, the fact that that was made, that was the last stuff shot. So that's amazing to me. The cameos are great. Um, the humor is right. It's it really is for any Kevin Smith fan the perfect film for Kevin Smith fans. Yeah, I, like it comes together so perfectly. Yeah, I, like I said, I was I was expecting to be mad because the trailers I the trailer I didn't like at all. I thought it felt like yeah. very oh, like like this is forced. And... Yeah, like a forced fan film type of thing. But no, it's way deeper than that. So, so let me ask you two a question. Like David, Ryan, you two are pretty much like the biggest Kevin Smith fans. I'm a stan. I'm a huge stan. <laughs> Go ahead. So let me ask, where would you rank this in your list of... So I'm glad you asked that because I've been thinking about that since I saw it. So it's up there for me with what he's actually trying to like say in terms of message he's trying to portray to, to, to the audience. So like I would... I still put Clerks 1 chasing amy too but i think i would put this right after wow right now it has a lot of heart yeah and i think the more i watch it it may just it's better than dogma i've never seen dogma that's the only one i have yeah you still need to get that copy from alex yeah chasing amy and dogma are like my tops for him um a little bit of a spoilery what did you think about that line where because i got into it with someone online about it (laughs) with uh Someone saying like the line where he goes, well, where what's her name? Amy, whatever her real her name is, I can't think of it right now. Says it should have been from the view of a lesbian anyway. I didn't think anything of it. I think it's just more of the, you know, PC, yeah. PC kind of thing. Yeah, because I was like, and now she identifies as lesbian, but she's clearly bi, and I'm like, wait, she could have come into the fact that she's lesbian later. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, but the view that I gave. That's I think why people like me and you, David, we love chasing Amy so much is because we can kind of we see it from Holden's uh, perspective. perspective. We're yeah. Like, oh shit! Oh, uh, one last thing. What do you guys? What do you think of the Stanley cameo? Because that shit almost made me cry. Oh. Yeah, same. Because <laughs> he, at- it, it, it's perfect because it really wasn't a. It was a post credit scene. Yeah. So it really uh-huh. wasn't a cameo. The cameo in the movie was Stan's sweater. He has it like hung up in a, in. A, uh, was it Brody's? Brody's comic book. Yeah, it was in Brody's shot. But at shot. the end of the movie, during the credits, you have a clip of him talking to Stan, asking him to be in the movie, <sighs> and Stan and him acted out like, um, like the scene that they were. It would have been. And then Stan's like acting, and he can't get through it. He keeps laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he finally gets it through, and Kev doesn't say anything back, he's like, "Well, why are you not saying anything back?" And he's like, Stan, I'm Silent Bob. I don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) So that was like real, real sweet. And the good thing is the entire credits are like bloopers and post-credit stuff. So you get through like you could actually sit there through the entire credits and and watch 
post credit scene. So it should yeah, be. Yeah, when out, the lights came on, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> should be out on Blu-ray in February. So you guys, if you are into Kevin Smith at all, I think you guys will totally dig it. Wait, uh, Ryan, where would you put this in your list of Kevin Smith films? Um, I it definitely top three. I oops, sorry, hold on, my thing cut out. No. <laughs> Definitely top three. Um, I have to see it again. To be honest, I, I would put it top three. For me, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is personal favorite, but best, I would definitely say number three. I actually agree with David with best. So Jen, um, she had never seen Strike Back before. She didn't think she was going to like it, and mm. she actually really liked it, and she loved Reboot as well. So I think it's funny. I think Jane Silent awesome. Bob Strike Back was my first Kevin Smith movie, that and was then my, I went back and rewatched That was actually my first yeah. my first uh, Kevin Smith movie as well. So, all right. So I'm just going to go through some of the stuff that we saw this week, because um, there's a few things I did want to just mention in passing. So I saw this. Robert Englund is a great salesman. During a panel that I went to for a horror convention in, in August, he mentioned a movie that he was in that he plays a theater worker that gets fired and he decides to go back and quote unquote, make his own movie, his whole horror movie. It sounded very interesting. So I found it on shutter. It's called the last showing. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not. I thought you were building up to it's like, no, oh, it's, it's it's G, not. he got me too. And I'm like right in front of him looking at his face. I'm like, oh, it's, oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be it's, good. It's, dude, it's, as, soon as, I, as soon as Robert Englund came on the screen using a British accent, I was out. I was <laughs> out, out. It's not good at all. Um, if you want a good comedy, by all means, <laughs> go for it. Well, this is from you, though. Go are see you, Reboot. Are you, are, you really, are you really a good judge of comedies? No, I'm not. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, I also saw Judy, which uh, just get the Oscar ready. I think that's yeah. a wrap. I think oh, it's all. You, you think she's getting it? Yeah. She, I mean, she is fucking incredible in it. And it's such a very sad movie. But it's, it's excellent. I think you guys should check it out. Um, and the other movie that I saw yesterday was Parasite. Uh my friend has a copy of it. It's, it so I'm not into foreign films. I had a hard time with Roma and it's in fucking Spanish. So it's technically not even a foreign film to me because I can understand what the hell they're saying. And I didn't really love Roma. Parasite is incredible. Like, it is so fucking good. Um, I don't even want to spoil anything because it's one of those movies that you just have to see and see how everything breaks through and come and it comes together because there's a lot of a lot of twists in the movie that you're like oh fuck and in the movie the end of the movie is like kind of gory but it's it fits it's i think it's getting nominated for best picture g i think it's very i think oh, it's, it's that good yeah it's yeah. that good it's that that good um yeah, and then I saw Zombieland two yesterday, and oh, how was that? It was fine. How was it? It was fine. I liked it. I, I liked thought it was it. fun. Like, it was fun. Did it not even touch the first? No, one? no, no, not to me. It doesn't touch. Doesn't come close. I think the but problem it was like kind of cool, like in a sense of like getting like your friends together for like a reunion. It was like cool to see them all together again. And, yeah, like, that's about kinda it. Riffing off each other. There's some. Uh, there's still some fun parts, yeah. but I don't think there's anything. Like it doesn't t- it doesn't hold a candle to the to the original. Did I you like? I felt like I felt like while I was watching it that you were gonna be annoyed by the blonde hair chick. I was. I was very annoyed. <laughs> oh, God, I was actually <laughs> very annoyed. By her. No, she was so, I thought I know girls like her. That's why I thought it was so funny. There I are don't. girls like that in L.A. that are just like that. Dits. Like and I was like, she nailed it. Fucking dits. She completely <laughs> nailed it. She, you know who that is, right, no. G? No, I. Who is it? Um, that is the Zoe Dutch. That is um. Oh my God, Leah Thompson's daughter! Wow! What? Yeah. Wow! 
Yeah, she's we we saw her in a movie at Tribeca Film Festival like two years ago called Flower, and she was really good in it. Um, so I've been watching her stuff just to see if she keeps get, getting bigger roles. So I w- I didn't even know she was in this, so it was a, it was a nice surprise to see her in it. But you go from Zombieland one where Bill Murray's your surprise cameo, yeah, and in Zombieland two you don't really have a surprise cameo like Bill Murray was. So it was like ah whatever. Gotcha. And then Leo, nah, before you Leo, before you go on what you saw, you had one more bit of news that you wanted. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Like last um yesterday in the like uh, last night, I was like about just checking social media, and I got like word that um Ghostbusters uh three uh wrapped uh, wrapped filming. Sixty eight days only. Yeah, and uh, they were like the, um, I think uh, Reitman posted a picture of like some of the cast, and I got started going through some of the pictures and stuff, and like the, I guess McKenna Grace's look. Is very much like Egon. Egon. Yep. So like it was like I can't help like just geek out. Egon was my favorite Ghostbuster. I so. think she's his granddaughter. Right. That's Same what here. I think. That's what I'm thinking too. And then they said that she plays a big, big role in Ghostbusters three. So it makes sense that it would be something about like the Egon Spangler family. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point, right? So uh, do you who do you think Paul Rudd is? Do you think he's his son? It could be his son. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Or it could be like it could be Egon's because we never talked about Egon's kids or anything like that. So it could be his, maybe the son-in-law. But I think Something he's definitely like that, the father yeah. of McKenna Grace's character. I totally uh, agree with but you. But yeah, I man, I can't help but geek out that Ghostbusters Three is. It's my number one anticipated uh, film of next year. Yeah, man. The movie. By probably- the way, speaking of speaking of shooting days, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is already wrapped on Halloween Kills. It was only ten days. I think she only did fifteen on uh, Halloween. Wow. Oh, so she can still be in it a lot. That's yeah. what was my concern. I was like, that's not, not a lot. And I think Donald Pleasant for the original Halloween only shot seven days or something like that. Huh. Okay, so it's possible. That yeah, she's yeah, in yeah. I'm surprised because I thought they were shooting back to back. They are. I think. I think they are, but like they probably. I think because she has like promotion stuff coming up for Knives Out and all that. Also, she has to leave and then come back for. Yeah, 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 yeah come one. back. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Leo. What uh, do you yeah, see? So, so as far as movies, I um I really haven't seen many. I've been catching up on a crap load of TV though. Um, I finished The Boys on Amazon. I still haven't even started. I, like, I thought you said The Voice. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 re- no, real, no reality TV. Uh, no, The Boys on Amazon, incredible. If you haven't seen it, right? It's so good. It's like the best way I could describe it. It's really like uh, if anyone watched that movie with uh, Will Smith, Hancock. Ugh. Like so, yeah, I know the premise of that though. Just like that gritty. If superheroes were real, they'd be assholes. Like that. It's just a way Yeah, done, that's how I done, describe it. I'm like, superheroes being dicks. <laughs> um, I finished, I come caught up on pretty much all the CW shows. So if for Jenny, Riverdale, uh, Supernatural, Batwoman, Flash, Arrow. Do you feel Supergirl. the same about Batwoman? Yeah, cheesy. So I felt it was cheesy. Um, I do think that it's um, a little reminiscent of Arrow season one, mm. where that it was a little more grounded in reality. Uh, so some fans may be calling to it, but you also felt like that whole like feminist movement thing yeah. that kind of made the kick tick you out of it. Um, I finished Runaway season two. Not as good as the first. Not as good as the first, but it's still yeah, still, still, still has heart. And I know that um, I, I read that they're gonna cross over with um, with Cloak and Dagger. Which I've never seen so. So it's like I kind of forgot Cloak and Dagger was so long. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, so on, free, on Freeform, and it's actually probably one of those stronger Marvel shows too. Cause it's it's not too kiddish. Okay. Even though it's on freeform. Um, By the way, I, did you like the premiere of Riverdale? The whole like tribute for 
Yeah. Honestly, I, did, I didn't even know about Shannon. Oh, well, if anyone hasn't seen Shannon it, Doherty. Like Shannon Doherty's cameo. I was like, yeah, wow. I thought it was handled pretty well because, like, Riverdale hasn't been that good in a while. But, um, oh, oh, shots fired. Jenny, don't listen. Jenny, don't listen. It started out so good. Now it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, that, that 100% but, agree. like, 100% I thought, like, I, sometimes shows can, like, when they can take a step back and, like, take a real moment like that and, like, make it genuinely good, like, it really stands out, and I thought they did a really good job. No, gee, because it's like it's, it's one of those moments, like, and I think like a lot of actors have this in certain roles when they can tap into like true emotion that's happening to them. So I guess they're right. all handling the passing of a castmate and talking about a character on the show. So it's like you you could kind of lose track of like which is acting and which is real. Yeah, right. it kind of reminded me of like uh, when Corey Monty died. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, like because like, Glee. Glee, Glee had been good in a while, um, but like. The way they handled his character, or the actor passing away, and then the character passing away. Totally agree. Like you just felt like, like that the, the actors weren't acting. That was like genuine emotions. Like they lost a friend. Yep. And it was handled so well, and it has to be very hard to do. But like, you know, it, it, it just you guys have to respect that they were able to respect the performer that much and give them a proper tribute. I agree. Um, I think the, 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 in typical me fashion, though, I was able to sneak in a quick uh, Winter Soldier viewing. So I did get some <laughs> MCU into my week. <laughs> and that's about it? That's about it, yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, what do you got? I actually didn't really watch too much over the past week. I actually kind of dipped back into uh, reading comic books. Nice. Mm. So, so yeah, I did that. Yeah, I know. I know. I wish I had the money to pay someone to... To read them to me, but I'm not there. <laughs> Audible? Oh wow, that could that could be Audible a million dollar books? idea. Oh my god, that would be I'm awesome. Just, I'm just imagining some hot girl just reading you comics. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a phone sex voice. Chris, just, Chris, just <laughs> tell her you're a pastor. Oh, nope, nope. Wait, Chris, 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 what are, what are you reading right now? Uh, I got caught up on Fantastic Four. I got caught up on. Um, How's the new run, Chris? Because I heard the new run isn't hot. Is it like isn't not not that great? I mean, I like I like Dan Slott, and like I'm a big fan of like the team dynamic, and I like that the whole family is back. Nice. Um, so I read like ten issues of that. So I like where it's going. Um, Bendis's run on Superman, like I'm, I'm caught up on that. Or almost caught up. I don't know. I don't. I'm still like a couple issues behind. But yeah, like just some of the staple books of like creators. I'm starting uh, Grant Morrison's Green Lantern. Like, probably today. Have you read the new Harley Quinn book? No. So there's a new Black Label Harley Quinn book, which I think last week or off the line we mentioned what a villain would make would be standalone film i think if she has a gritty film like this i think it could work they just can't get like it just can't be margot robbie though they she's to already recast. too connected which sucks because she's perfect she would have been perfect but, but um not, this, not, not that her her new arc is actually she's i think dc's doing anything they can to get her away from the villain role into a hero role yeah. she's a detective now oh going after the joker okay all right interesting like i i have the issue at home Started reading a little bit. It's pretty good, but um, it's not. I don't. I don't know where it's going. It's just an interesting take on well, that specific funny, character. Um, I, one thing I read recently, because um, I, I, I kind of said I stepped away from comics, so I haven't really caught up on what's going on. But in the new X Men run, um, I, um, I started reading up that there's something going on with like an open relationship between Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean Grey. What? Like that the yeah, so like the uh, the Summers family is now living on the blue side of the moon. 
So it's Scott, um, their half brother Vulcan, <laughs> Havoc, Cable, Gene. The only non Summers related person there is Wolverine. And like they show like the um this like the the rooms of the house. Jean Grey has like the middle room and has doors to both Logan and Scott's <laughs> bedrooms. <laughs> so it's like it's like it's opening up this weird like little dynamic of like open relationship. The cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh. So when uh, when Chris said he was catching up on comic books, I'm like, I really hoped he was catching up on X Men. I'm like, I gotta find out yeah. more about this shit. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, that definitely sounds like Jonathan Hickman's writing. Right. It does. It's so hick. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. What about you, Rye? Uh, for me, I like you know reboot. Obviously, El Camino. Obviously, I just I I did watch the boys as well. Um, I watched the first episode of Pennyworth. Uh, not for me. It's well done. I think there's probably some type of audience. I think it has a good review on Rotten Tomatoes, but just really not for me. Um, I rewatched the first Fantastic Four since I last been on. Why? Why? <laughs> I uh, wanted to break Man, uh, Casey's. Fun. That movie is it's fun, and it, and I wanted to break Casey's Fantastic <laughs> Four cherry. Okay. Far better than that new one they made. Fantastic, yeah. What what um uh, what did she think? I'm curious. She for she takes it for what it is and for what it is, you know, made when it was, and it's she doesn't find that as horrible. She's like, it's all right, it's, it's fun. Cute. Like she agrees with you, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, but the only thing I just can't stand is like they want us to believe that Jessica Alba and Chris yes. Evans. <laughs> No matter, you can give her the most blonde hair and blue eyes all you want. She's still <laughs> he's still Caucasian. <laughs> um, I watched uh, all three seasons of Young Justice. Uh, I highly recommend it, especially for any uh, deep cut comic book geeks. I mean, f- even for me, there was people I had to look up, like Lagoon Boy. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, Actually, that's almost... one of the comics I just read, too. Uh, I got caught <laughs> up with Young Justice, oh, which okay. is awesome. I thought Chris was going to say good. Lagoon Boy. I thought Chris was reading <laughs> Lagoon Boy. I'm like, wait, what? Chris, he, I was in, Chris did you in, read uh, that? Heroes for Christ. How was that uh, run on Morbius you read? Um, still there. <laughs> still there. That dust. That dust lasts longer than vampire. <laughs> All right. What about you? I hope Jared Leto doesn't fight for that movie. Right. You oh said yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Leto yeah, yeah. Morbius. Now. Yeah. A few more things. I watched right, a lot. Recently. Go ahead. Uh, I watched 2017's Truth or Dare. I wanted to watch some horrible, bad uh, horror flick. If you like, just death sakes for the sake of death and go watch it um and i also watched a lot of wrestling because AEW and everything like that and caught up on a dcw by the way uh real quick before g before you go um did you see the ratings that uh smackdown has lost 1.5 million in two weeks yeah not what you want (laughs) no and they can't and they can't cancel it which is a crazy thing well, it's already being freaking uh, put aside for other shows. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're going to move you to FS1 now for a week. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but, uh, all right, G, go ahead. What do you see this week? Uh, okay, since we last talked, I saw Gemini, man. Tell us how it's, terrible that mm, was. It, it's not good. Mm. And I, I know that I was like, Is Will Smith good so at good. least? Oh. I remember you were like, I was like, that trailer looks so good. And David was like, no, it looks like trash. <laughs> and then I like, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, David, what a it's trash. <laughs> Does it look pretty? Um, the, Does it look pretty? Well, like, the, there's some cool action scenes, whatever. And the de-aging stuff looks great, except for in the final scene. I don't know how that got by. 
but it looks so bad. Uh, they ran like, out everyone of in our theater. Everyone in our theater laughed. That's how bad it looked. Aww. But I like, yeah, and Will Smith was good. Like Will Smith can kind of carry even the worst kind of movie. He must have a he... really, really bad agent. <laughs> He's too well, talented to make this these trash yeah. fucking movies. Well, you know what's interesting? Right, like right. when the box office came out for it, you know, like they said you have to go all the way back to like Hancock in like 2008 or whenever that came out to find a Will Smith movie that he opened well that wasn't based on like a that wasn't a sequel or based on another popular kind of brand or property. Keep talking about this. I'm going to bring up his filmography. I'm going to bring up his filmography while you guys... I got a question. question. Should you go back to TV? Does... No, he shouldn't. (laughs) No, he shouldn't go back. Just pick better movies. Does young Will Smith (laughs) rap? (laughs) (laughs) No, he just... In West Philadelphia, born in the lab. It like it, it honestly, like there's some good ideas yeah. in it. It's just like they they just don't go with it. Go with it, yeah. It's and also Ang Lee. I just think Ang Lee is good at directing certain things. He's a real he's a very intimate director, and like I just don't think he's good for action because he tries to make things a lot. I'm sure he thought some of these things were deeper than they were, and they just aren't. So I'm gonna real quick to go back to Will Smith. So I'm gonna go through some of his filmography, and well, we would say the '90s were the best, right? Like in terms he of was like, Mr. Mo- like Mr. he was a summer. Yeah, he was a box office like monster. So ninety five he had Bad Boys, ninety six he had Independence Day, ninety seven he had Men in Black, ninety eight he had Enemy of the State. That's a good run. Yeah, that's a good run. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety nine is when we start looking at it like, oh, here we go. So he had Wawa West in ninety nine. The Legend of Bagger Vance in two thousand. What? He had, he had is, that where, is that where he plays the golf the golf ghost? Yes. <laughs> he had Ali in two thousand one, but that was more of an okay. Oscar film, so that that's he fine. He got nominated for an Oscar for it. So yeah. he had Men in Black two in two thousand two. He had Bad Boys three in two thousand three. Mm. Bad Boys two. Bad Boys two. Bad Boys two. I'm sorry. Um, he had Jersey Girl in two thousand four. Wow. <laughs> he. <laughs> He had. Well, he was only for like a fart. That's not fair. And Jersey <laughs> Girl gets a lot more heat than it deserves. Yeah, he really wasn't in it for that long. He, he had. He was only uh, in it for one scene. He had iRobot in 2004. That wasn't mm. terrible. Oh, I liked iRobot. I liked He had Shark Tale in 2004, which the best part of the best part about that movie was Martin Scorsese as a fish, and he had the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably his last outside of. Aladdin because he was oh, the, wasn't a star. His last real big hit was Hitch in 2005. Then wow. he then he had Pursuit of Happiness, which is that a great. He's great in that, but I don't think it was like a. It wasn't a blockbuster hit, right? Yeah. Then, it, made, it made money. It made money. Then he had I Am Legend, which I hate. I am Legend. I, I, am I don't Legend. like that. That made a lot of money though. Yeah, I don't think that's it, the that's the best Batman and Superman we ever got. <laughs> <laughs> That little uh, poster in the back was the best. Then he had Hancock. Oof. Made money. Seven Pounds, The Men in Black Oof. 3, After, Mer- After Earth, After Earth was Winter's point. Tale, Focus, Concussion, Suicide Oof. Squad made a lot of money, but he wasn't the lead. Collateral Beauty, Bright, Aladdin, and... He was co-lead. In what? In Aladdin? Suicide. No, Suicide. Was I, would say he's co- I think it was an ensemble. Him and Margo. I think it was an ensemble. I think he'd rather not take credit for Suicide Squad, yeah. to be honest. But he was good at that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he made money. I mean, like, it, people didn't like it, but it made a lot of money. Yeah, and then Only that, because they're Ryan. 
And then Ryan, Ryan, that whole seven some odd billion worldwide gross you put on that. <laughs> yeah, then, um, I'm in and, the poorhouse because of Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> so then Gemini Man now, and then he has two more movies, one more movie coming out this year, that animated film Spies in Disguise, and then uh, Bad Boy for Life Bad in January, which oh, looks yeah. fucking awful. Oh, it looks all oh, it looks fun. It and as soon as I saw the date, I'm like, yep, it's January. Absolutely. Uh, it, 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 are they releasing it over Martin Luther King weekend? Because that makes a lot of sense. Actually, they are. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, man, black yep. people gonna eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very smart. That's oh. where Ride Along opened and made a lot of money. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is. I think it's January 15th, so I think it is don't, MLK don't weekend. Underestimate the MLK weekend for. Black <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, G, you got anything else? Uh, I watched Three from Hell. How is that? Uh, is it worth it? It was. So I decided that I. Don't mind Rob Zombie as long as he stays away from Halloween. Like, <laughs> it, 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 like he's good with like his. It, I mean, it's it's it was fun, and like clearly the three leads making it were having fun. It's not like it's not as good as Devil's Reject, but I I enjoyed it. It was I oh, another R.I.P. R.I.P. Recently too. R.I.P. Sid Haig. Yeah. Um, I watched Super Beast uh, Crawl as well. What did you see? Uh, I watched Crawl. Uh, That's so good, right? Movie. It's so good. It was good. Yeah, surprisingly good. Shout out to Chris on that because Chris is the one that saw it first, and he's like, "You, you should see that. It's really good." Yeah, I was really surprised. And then, of course, I saw. Uh, we mentioned earlier, I saw Zombieland. Double time. Uh, it was. I I thought it was fun. I had a good time with it. And then we got nothing else coming out next week, I think. Oh, we got countdown. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 what it is it? What is countdown? Oh, that's the the, the app movie. The app, the app movie. Oh, I'm good. Tells you ain't gonna die. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> the only the only movie ticket I'm buying this week is Star Wars. Oh yeah, Monday, right? Monday tomorrow. I got two computers lined up ready to go because Je- Jenny will not be helping me. Buy hey, wait, you think it's gonna be like sold out? Like, like that? it's gonna give me the issues with Avengers. I know it is. Um, and um, I I told Leo and another buddy of ours, Kevin, off the line. Uh, AMC is increasing their IMAX price to thirty dollars for for Star Wars. Good thing for A list. So <laughs> they, want, they want the crown, baby. They want the crown. I don't think so. I mean, I th- I know they want a crown. They want to beat themselves. I I don't think they'll get it. That'll be it. Three hundred million is tough, man. Yeah. But if anyone, if any yeah, but this is the end of their so- of the Skywalker saga, and you're bringing back Palpatine. Yeah. And it looks better, like the best of the three, to yeah, be honest. But that, but that last movie was very polarizing for some people. So yeah, but you know, but the Star Wars fandom, from what I've gathered, no matter how much hate they give it, they're still gonna watch it. They sure are. Yep. Oh, it's funny. Before we move on to our our comic book films, uh, uh, speaking of Rob Zombie, G, I was watching uh, Halloween this morning. Because the I, remake. I watch, yeah, Jen comes down the stairs and she's like, "Oh, are you wildly watching that shit?" So. I, <laughs> I think she's on your side now with Hall- with Rob Zombie's Halloween. It, it's not it's not good. It's there's fine. some there's some good like moments. Second one is the trash one. But uh all right, you know, that's his personal favorite. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so let's get to it. So our top 10 comic book f- favorite comic book films favorite, of all time. I want to emphasize this yes. by saying favorite because Leo's going to have every X-Men movie ever released <laughs> on his list. And I don't I don't want anyone to kill him for it. We um, should just let him go first. Then. The word favorite. <laughs> the word favorite is what we decided on. Yeah. So we did this early on in the podcast, but I feel we're in our hundreds now. We got a lot of new faces on the, on the podcast. So let a lot of new voices. So let's 
let's get let's do this. Yeah, and I, I and I love the, the extra thing you threw in. Where yeah, like where our favorite scene, favorite scenes in those movies, because that made it even like harder. harder to find. Yeah. So I did. I have some honorable mentions. Those I don't have any favorite scenes. Same. It's just running them off. So I'll start with my honorable mentions. I have X Men: Days of Future Past, uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, both animated films. Um, Wonder Woman. I gotta throw some love for Wonder Woman. Huh. Um, X Men Two. No, no. Uh, bl- <laughs> I love X Men Two. Blade. Nice. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't like Blade, Chris. That's such a good. Uh, the good first choice, Blade. Uh, you really don't like it. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's. I think Blade Two is better. I love Blade Two. Um yeah. and uh, uh, so I didn't really want to put this in my list, but we're talking about favorite, not best. So I alternated number 10 and honorable mention. So my honorable mention now is Superman 78. My number 10 is, you know what number 10 is now. We talked about it earlier today. So my number 10 is actually the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And my favorite scene from TMNT is actually the scene where they're in the apartment when Ralph gets like destroyed by the Foot Clan and he gets thrown through the glass and then the apartment goes on fire I don't know who did the score for that film, but the score yes. playing along with them trying to escape and fighting the Foot Clan in a fire, fucking great. I love that. Um, there's another scene that I really like, but we're talking specifically one scene. That'll be nice. that'll be it. Uh, my number nine is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, my favorite scene there is when Captain. Where, where Steve sees the Winter Soldier for the first time and they fight on the street after they uh, attack Nick Fury. So that's my favorite scene on there. Oh, honorable mention, forgot to mention Civil War. I had to throw some love okay. towards that. Um, my number eight is Avengers Infinity War. Wow. Um, what I realized doing this list is that this genre is on another level right now because a lot of them, are, a lot of these movies for the most part are recent. So... Avengers Infinity War, my favorite scene is you should have gone for the head and the snap. Huh. Uh, from there, like, yeah. I just think it shows Thor's failure and also Thanos' victory. So I think that's fantastic. My number seven is Spider-Man 2. Um, my favorite scene there is the train scene yeah. where he's pretty much is Spider-Man again. He saves everyone on a train but no loses mask. his mask in the process yeah. and then you see the people bringing him into the train and putting his mask back on that's fucking great uh, my number six and i'm surprised it's so low but it just shows how great the genre has become is logan uh my favorite scene as morbid as it is but it's lo- when logan dies i think it's very powerful and that's leo's gonna think it's cheesy as shit but i do like when they turn the, the cross x. into an x so, yeah, so that's my honorable mentions in 10 through 6. Leo? Not bad. Not bad. Go so, ahead. yeah, straight up, I think once you clarified it was favorite and not best, yeah. it made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, I do. I also have an honorable mention. All right. Uh, so my honorable mentions are Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, just because, like, that, right that soundtrack ended up like, existing on its own kind of thing. Like, all the music kind of looks like hey, – I was pretty much listening to the music, and when I wasn't listening to the music, I was watching the movie. Um, Iron Man 1. I thought that was going to be on your list, actually. You know what? It was. It was. Um. It was right in like teetering on the on the cutoff. Um, Watchmen. Um. Just because I was never big into the comics of it, and when I watched that movie, it was such a different type of movie 
that made me want to read the comments. Real quick, now you mentioned Watchmen. So we couldn't talk about it two weeks ago, but we can now talk about it. Uh, yes. Leo and I saw the first episode of Watchmen, yes. the series, the HBO oh, series. Oh, is it? It's Dude. fucking great, man. So it great. is so good. You can tell the people that are making this show Love it. read the comic yeah. and understand the comic. There's a scene, Chris, that it rains squid. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. It's uh, premieres tonight. Yep. I so I think yeah. you, I think you guys will really like it. Um, it's very slow pace in terms of you don't know any. You kind of still don't know what the show's about. Yeah. Which is great. You know who's starring. Just like the book. Yeah. So you have exactly, exactly. Chris, you yeah. have no idea what's going on, but you are completely enthralled in it. All right, go ahead. Um, Days of Future Past. You gave love to an X-Men movie? Oh, there's... Yeah, no. Days of Future Past is definitely going to be honorable mention. Okay. uh, Just because, like, it was, like, when both of the franchises came together. um, Then I have Logan and Deadpool as my last honorable mention. I can't believe you actually gave Logan love, though. Yeah. No, I mean, the thing is, like, it's a good film. It's kind of like... It's Joker. It's a film. It's not not really a film comic book movie-y. But I, I, I give it props. And Deadpool, because like it was Ryan Reynolds loved that character, and you can tell he loved that character. Yeah. And like, you could tell. All right. My number 10, which is going to probably like piss off David, Joker. That's a, it's pretty low. Yeah. It's, it's, still, it's still new. So my main reason for this, yeah. and this is like, just I'll be honest, this could probably change very quickly. Mm-hmm. I've only watched it once. Okay. And in order for you to make it even higher than that, the rewatchability more, yeah. is key. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great movie, but I haven't only seen it once, so I, I had to give it credit, but not top five yet. Favorite scene? Favorite scene, um, the blood smile. Yes. The yes. blood smile at the, well, you know, spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, whoever has seen the movie knows the scene I'm talking about. But there's a mm-hmm. scene where, like, um, yeah, um, Joker gets a different kind of smile. Yes. Um, my number nine, Civil War. Okay. Um, Airport. My favorite scene there is the uh, the final battle scene between Cap and Iron Man. When he finds out that there's a specific scene that happens that's like literally ripped from the comic books, where um, yep. Iron Man is like firing his repulsor blast and Cap has a shield, and it was like that scene to me just pretty much detailed why I love Marvel movies more than DC. It's right off the page. Exactly. It was like they pay homage to the actual comic books. They respect the source material. I'm like, this is what I love about it. Um, my number eight, X Men One. Yeah, really, X Men One. I thought you didn't like X Men. No, well, here's a, I, I hate I hate what Fox did to that franchise because I loved the comic books so much. Like I read the comics, I watched the TV show, and what Fox did to those characters. I mean, guys, Anna Paquin is Rogue is not Rogue. You know, it's not, but it, it, making her young like that kind of worked for the character and the kind of type of powers that she had. Like, it kind of made it a bit more vulnerable for a teenage girl to be going through not Fair. being able to touch and all that, like, all that stuff. I got, but I, like, I, I get what you're saying, but, like, I, but I also but, understood why they went young and But different. the thing is that Fox and X-Men have a character that is young, that has an identity crisis, so why not just use that instead of revamping another character that already exists? Either way... X-Men 1, my favorite scene in the bar at the beginning of the movie when Wolverine first takes out his claws and that middle claw is coming out towards that guy's neck. It was like just flashback to 2000 when that movie came out and I'm like, it was everything I ever wanted to watch in a live action movie. That's probably the first bit of CGI from that genre or that era that actually worked. That looked, yeah. Because CGI in the 90s is probably <laughs> one of the worst age things you well, can watch. Well, it still holds up. Yeah. It still holds that up. Yeah. Holds just seeing up that one so claw well. pop out. 
um, number seven, Into the Spider-Verse. Nice. It's a little uh, lower than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, my favorite scene or the scene that resonates with me because I, I realized what kind of movie I was about to watch was in the very beginning when Miles is walking through the street and you just hear Biggie hypnotize in the yeah. background. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, we're listening to Biggie in an animated movie. I'm like, this is not going to be like anything I've seen before. It seems like really like real, it's, which is ironic for an animated film. Uh, and my number six is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's funny, my favorite scene is right after your favorite scene, because uh, um, it's after Raph gets his ass kicked. Listen to me. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Homie was getting, was fighting like. They did gang, they ganged they, up on him, dude. He fought like well, 70 you know you know, foot you know, clan you know soldiers. Why they ganged up on him? Because he became a moody little bitch and oh, went to the roof no, no, to sulk no. he just instead of hashing out. stuff out. He's in a bad He's mood. Like a, like a grown He's mutant. not. He's not wrong. Oh, you both. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> he was in a bad mood. He's having Either a bad way, day. What, my favorite scene, though, is Leo taking care of Raph because he feels so guilty of his part in it. Like He's in the, in the bathroom just sitting down, watching over him. Like April even draws a picture of that. Like, I like that, that when she draws but that. That's that, also straight out of the comics. Leo's basically in a coma, right? <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah. yeah. He, and but he's, like, he's in the water still, which is pretty cool because like, he's still a turtle. <laughs> it's... If I remember correctly, that panel, particularly when they're, they're in the, like the farmhouse or whatever, like is like a direct rip from the comics. Oh, that's dope. That's even better. I do like that shot yeah. when they, they like they're like they're all staying together and they were like it's time to go home. Like mm-hmm. they're all like because they have to go back and like yeah. Uh, how do you that movie? Like I love how surprisingly serious that it's, movie is. And it's, yeah. I, <laughs> gee, so much. The I, reason I and the reason I I I, jo- I was joking with Leo and, and our buddy Kevin and our group chat about it. I'm like, why is TMNT on it? And I'm th- and I and it started making me think. And I'm like, as times progress, it's still holds up as a very serious dark movie, as so. the comic was originally. Because yeah, it's cheesier than Fantastic Four. But it also is. Like, I don't even think it's as. Ch- yeah, they're fucking turtles. But like, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think it's as. But well, it's like a crime drama, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. By part two, it's. No, I think Shredder is, the Shredder is running a gang with like teenage boys. <laughs> how do you? How do you like the end when they actually fight Shredder? So it's funny. I rewatched oh, that scene yesterday because that movie's on my list, and that's my favorite. I love yeah. that after they like fight. Like the Foot Clan, and then like he like jumps down and faces them, and they all like yes. take a turn fighting him. It's like such a cool scene. And Mikey and Donatello like rock paper scissors to see yeah. who gets to fight him next. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my number six. It's uh, Ninja Turtles. All right, uh, G, go ahead. Since you kicked it off with TMNT. Uh yes, I I did kick it off with TMNT at number ten. Uh, I the scene I mentioned with uh them facing Shredder for the first time is like my personal favorite in that. Uh. I have uh, X2 um, at number nine. Um, it was a toss-up. I had a hard time figuring out which scene I wanted the most, but I do like the attack on the X mansion. Um, oh, yeah. But I, the one that really that still gives me that I, I think is like just a cool scene is when the cops are all around Bobby's house and Pyro uses his like powers to like uh, destroy all the cop cars. Oh shoot. Yes. Like a, that's like one of my favorite scenes in that. Um, eight, I have uh, Deadpool, um, and I went with the opening sequence for this because it kind of set the tone of kind of what movie you were getting. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, and like in, it, it just being completely different from anything we had like seen before. Uh, seven, I have uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. I actually have the same scene as Dave for that. Uh, 
uh, that like the whole like fight like that whole thing like made me realize how much like because I do like Captain America the first Avenger but like that like that kind of set the tone for how different uh, Winter Soldier was going to be and just how like just bigger and better it was being um, I, don't know, I really appreciate that and then at six I have uh, Civil War and I have to go with the airport nice yes which is like you know you get you got all these heroes together like getting to use their powers individually and you get Spider-Man back in the whole mix too so yeah it's just fun scene. All right, right, go ahead. Uh, I have a couple honorable mentions. I'm going to throw a Suicide Squad on there just to piss off Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't piss me off. It's just your life. To be the first three minutes. No, the first opening. If I have, I know final mention when I'm doing it. But if I had to throw the scene, it would definitely be up until they leave the prison. Because up until there, I thought we were getting one hell of a movie. Then everything went to (laughs) a flying pile of garbage in the sky. (laughs) Um, Another. (laughs) I made Casey pop for that one. Um, for uh, other honorable mentions, Mask of the Phantasm, yeah. Shazam, Batman '89, and Days of Future Batman Past. Batman '89 wow. is not in your ten. See, that's gonna there, piss there's off a reason. It's, that's gonna piss it's off. Hard, it was hard not to, but when I was making my list, I'm like, no, I like because I want to watch. I would throw on these movies before I throw on '89. To be completely honest, I love '89. Oh. It's one of the best. But like we said, favorite. Oh man! Um, All right, go ahead. Fair. Number 10, I have Deadpool, and my favorite scene is the Where's Francis. Now, besides all the fun killings and the jokes, I love it because he's sitting there saying, Where's Francis? Now, he's saying it to a bunch of lackeys who only know him as Ajax. So he's pretty much just killing these bastards for the sake of fucking killing them. So I just think that was like a nice little nod. (laughs) Um, Number 9, I have Winter Soldier, the elevator scene. Because as much as I love, you know, as much as now I like the first uh, Avenger. This was the first time in my eyes I saw Captain America as a badass. I always saw him as, you know, Star Spangled Strikes, Mr. Do-Right, but this was the first time I saw him as a badass. Number eight, I have Far From Home. Um, I love that movie. I can't. Um, and my favorite scene from it is in the Mysterio world because it's exactly as <sighs> I hoped and imagined every time I saw it. Right. What? Far From Home. Wow. Oh. Again, it's favorite. it's favorite. From... It's favorite. It's favorite. Yeah. It's favorite. It's favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's favorite. Yeah. Do you like it? I liked it. I just I don't know if it's like I didn't not for top ten, but it's not my it's not even in my top like I don't think it's in my top like twelve MCU movie. You guys are gonna be so upset. (laughs) 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 All right, go ahead, Ryan. Um, number seven, I have Logan. Um, when he goes when he goes berserker around the end, it's just that one last grasp of just seeing Wolverine as Wolverine. It's just so badass, especially in a rated R. So you see the limbs coming off the blood and it was just so awesome to see. And number six, I have, uh, into the spider verse. Um, and my favorite scene is only because I watched it just yesterday and it still gives me chills, especially considering it came out right after it happened. It's the Stan Lee scene and the wording was fucking perfect uh, you know i'm gonna miss him it it's gonna fit eventually and it ends with a little gag with the no yes, refund sign that. that's yeah. actually really funny <laughs> but oh i i literally still get chills to the, with that stanley sign with that stanley cameo nice. all right chris make disappoint oh, us yeah i got into the spider-verse as an honorable mention uh the introduction of spider all these spider-men like i think that's like straight off of uh like panels like i love that scene it's not a good movie, but 
but I do watch the scene. No, 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 no. I'm into my next honorable mention. Relax. So my next honorable mention is I just watched the scene. I don't really watch the full movie, but that in the vein of uh, Ryan's Suicide Squad, uh, the first like three minutes of uh, the Wolverine. Like, okay. so I, like Chris, when they travel I, through time. I think it's like, not a bad. I, I don't think scene. it's a bad movie. I think it's all. Oh no, I think it's a bad movie. Really, but, I think it's so much better than. Uh, Origins. 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 No, that's what I'm talking about. Origins, where they go through time. Oh, okay. I'm with Chris on this one. That opening credit scene for Origins is so dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's. I mean, that like I said, like that's straight out of those straight out of panels. Yep. Uh, let's see. Ten I had from the original Avengers when Thor meets Captain Iron Man for the first time. And they have that battle in the woods. Oh, the Trinity yes. fight. Yeah. So yep. cool. That's, it brings a lot of dynamic, particularly when you see like where it ends with like mm-hmm. essentially Cap saying, hey, enough's enough. This isn't what we're supposed to be doing. And he's really just like the leader, despite like like him being completely out of time. Nine, I had Wonder Woman, the No Man Land scene. Nice. Like where oh, she's crazy. crossing the battlefield. Uh, eight, I had Logan, uh, same as Ryan, like when he... When you actually see Wolverine, where he goes full berserker when he gets all that hopped up on steroids and just goes nuts. Seven, um, I think it was Leo that said the Civil War, the uh, betrayal when when Tony and uh, Steve fight for the first time. Yeah. Like can really go at it. that fight scene's amazing. And six, I had Spider Man Two, the train fight with Doc Ock. Yeah. The ending of that scene, like, essentially, like, New York, despite having a tough time today, like, embraces Spider-Man and, like, they're like, nah, we won't tell. Because they know how important it is to have that type of hero. Yeah. I, Spider-Man 2 still holds up as so strong, like, in every aspect, action. And mo- there's such an... And villain-wise... Doc Ock is the bomb. Doc Ock is fucking mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So, hitting to my top five, my number five is um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, my favorite scene in Spider-Man is actually when he finally embraces and becomes Spider-Man towards the end, and he, I can see that where he takes the leap of faith. Yeah, I thought that scene. I thought that scene kind of brought everything full circle and for the soundtrack him. behind it yep. too, and everything. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's funny at the end too, where they're like. Um, now let me tell you how I became Spider-Man one last time. <laughs> so, but yeah, that specific scene I thought was very powerful. Uh, my number four is Avengers Endgame. Uh, so my favorite scene in Endgame is at Portals. Because uh, yeah. it, it, I fi- I That's a full-on nerd squeal during that. So <laughs> yeah. The first time, all, all three times in theaters, was like <laughs> the first time I saw it, I teared up because it's one of those like. Dude, like I could splash read pages. this splash page. It's a fucking splash page that you never thought you would ever see. And kudos to the Russo brothers for keeping this shit a fucking secret. Right? Because I don't think it, it goes to show what happens when you go into a movie and you actually are surprised by something. Because yeah. I, I was wondering how they were gonna do it. I never, in my wildest dreams, I never predicted that. And even thinking about it, I'm like getting chills just thinking yeah. about that. Like on your left, and on then, then like everyone, the, the, the audio is breaking up yep. too. And then you see everyone, yeah, and, and it builds with like each reveal too. 
Like, and and rem- each person that comes back, like, by the time Spider-Man comes back, you're like, yes! <laughs> and then I, I was always wondering why they held it. And I think Leo knows where I'm going here. But um, they held saying these yes. things for 10 years to say it one time yep. when he says Avengers Assemble. I was like, Chills. fuck, that's fucking great. <laughs> so good. Um, my number four is... No, that's my number four. My number three is Batman 89. Wow. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm Dave. What happened? <laughs> so I actually... You want to get nuts? Come on. <laughs> let's get nuts. Rhubarb? <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. Uh, my, number, my number three is 89 because of... Uh, um, there's a few scenes that I that I love. Actually, I love the entire movie. Yeah. But favorite scene I actually think is Party Man. Nice. So... I, it's the first interaction you get. You you get Jack and Batman, but you don't. You get Joker and Batman to that specific scene. So from the moment he comes out dancing to Prince, to the moment where he says, "Where does he get those wonderful toys?" You, it's so good. And it, I think Chris, you mentioned it. Like Jack Nicholson is low key nuts. Like he's just. Oh yeah. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like from the moment where he's like, "Oh, look at the art." Every uh. Oh my God, what did he say? I'm the first homicidal I'm artist. The first, uh, and then he shows his, uh, the girl with the with the mask, and he takes uh, it off, and she's like all scarred up. So, uh, yeah. So there's so much about that movie. Picasso, but do you like? It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Jen said. <laughs> um, and then, okay. No. Um, and then I also, it's a little bit after that, but I also like the first time you see the Batmobile, the reveal of the Batmobile. And you love this movie so much. Yeah, I'm so much. It's number three, bro. What the hell? <laughs> so I want to preface my number two, what three and one is. I feel like these three movies are three movies. Not only they're my favorite, but I think they've also going to be in the long run the most important towards the genre wow. and what they've done in terms of changing it. 89. We already, I've said this a bajillion times, marketing, all that. My number two, I can't believe I'm doing something that's, I don't, I hate doing putting shit so recent, but I've seen it three times and I know how I feel about it. And I, my number two is actually Joker. I, and I said this last week, like working in the social services field for, as long as I have, I've seen what Arthur's yeah. been through, dealing with healthcare and all that stuff. I know what he's been through. I think Joker in the long run, maybe not now because everyone's so like sensitive with everything right now. Give it like 10, 15 years. Remember, like people hated movies like Taxi Driver, The Shining. I wrote it on my review. Like they got like Clockwork Orange. This yeah, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. They got destroyed when they first came out. And now they hailed as classics. Like I personally think this movie will fall under that, and also on. An important movie for the genre, which will give filmmakers the idea like we can do something different while still pay respect to the character. Now, favorite scene is the stairs. Yeah. Leading to the Murray show. Like, I'm cheating here, but the stairs, when he does that dance, he's the Joker. Like, that's the moment where he's like, he goes into that elevator and you see that smile on his face and he's like, yo, I'm finally free from Arthur. I am the joker and you know i love the dark knight returns so that's why uh 
I love that scene on the Murray show so much. So, yeah, Joker's my number two, surprisingly. Uh, go ahead, Leo. Yeah. So at the, at the top five, it's like you start seeing more of like the, the fanboy in me. But my number five is The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, number five. Oh. Number five is the Dark Knight. The interrogation scene uh, with him and Joker, um, obviously, is my number one scene there. There's, there's like, there's so many scenes to choose from, but the interrogation scene in the Dark Knight. Um, so it's funny. I originally, when I, I was actually gonna see, cause I don't really feel that the, my next two movies should be even on any list because they don't really feel like they should be individual movies. Like they're not in converse. But Endgame and Infinity War. You um, put them together as no, one? I, I oh, you split them up. Them up. Okay. But uh, my number four is Infinity War. Uh, favorite scene there is Thor's entrance in Wakanda. Um, oh, yeah. At that point, the whole battle is going bad. And when he just lands in, it's like it changes the waves of the fight. Um, so and the theater went crazy. So I didn't think of this. And to me, you had that discussion when we did our podcast on Endgame. Yeah. I forgot that it had been three years, four years. Well, 2008. No, three years since... They he, they have all been together. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So all it, their individual movies took them all. I, I think uh, when in Infinity War, when Tony and uh, Bruce see each other again, they hadn't seen each other since the end of Ultron. And not even Civil War, they're all together, but he's not there. He's not there. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, my number three is Endgame. Uh, favorite scene there is right after your intro scene. Um, well, before your intro scene, when Cap becomes worthy, when he gets that hammer yeah. back into his hand, um, total geek out moment. Uh, and my number two is uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um, a lot of Marvel on there. Yeah, but Marvel went super. It's funny because when you first, when you and I were talking about our list beforehand. Um, you mentioned you had like three MCU movies in your list, and I was like, oh man, mine's gonna have like so many. I feel like such a fanboy. At the end of the day, I only have four MCU movies, but like, yeah, um, Winter Soldier for me is my number two. Rewatchability is pretty much the clincher here for me. I've seen this movie so many times. It's a uh, it's second only to one comic book movie as far as how many times I've seen it. But my favorite scene on this one is the opening scene um, in the Lemurian Star mm -hmm. when the camera pretty much goes from Cap landing in the water, climbing on the ship, and just like you see like the whole panel of the camera just going alongside the ship, and he's just fighting everybody. But it's like hand-to-hand -hand combat. There's no powers, no rays. It's just like the shield and fighting. Yep. But like that whole scene right there is my favorite. For, nice. Uh, for Winter Soldier. All righty. Uh, Rye, go for it. Uh, number five, I have Wonder Woman. Uh, I agree. No Man's Land, just such a powerful scene. So well done and shot. Um, number four, I have Guardians, the very opening. We talked about it just a couple of minutes ago. That tugs at your heartstrings. No matter how many times you see it, you get teary-eyed and just lays the groundwork for who he is and then how the handout pays off in the end and everything is just so ridiculously well done. Number three, I have uh, the uh, end game. And for my scene, I actually have Tony's death. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so, like, the fact, you know, when Pepper says, it's okay, you can rest now, instant tears. Like, just so well done. Um, and the fact that he ends it with his last words are, I am Iron Man. And one can say his first words is, I, I am Iron Man, because that's when he becomes Iron Man. That's when he is Tony that, that we know and love. And number two, I have the Dark Knight and the final Joker fight, the scaffolding, because 
up until another movie, I felt like that was the most Batman scene we ever got, and it was so well done. And just the Joker being Joker, just yeah, love that movie. And there's so many other great scenes, but that's the first one that comes to my head. You know, a quick add-in that I didn't realize, so I just found out like maybe yesterday that that I am Iron Man line from Iron Man One was Robert Downey Jr. ad-libbing. Yep, like that was not so was to be uh, so was I love you three thousand. That was also ad lib, right? He added it to the script, yeah, because that's what his daughter oh, wow. tells him. That's yeah, so imagine that's just kids, right? Yeah, but can you imagine like one line that was like completely Robert Downey Jr. just making it up? And it became so iconic that you end up the whole ten years of the Infinity Saga with it. And now he's making a movie yeah. about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's uh, gonna do that. <laughs> the B- BT dub that does not look good at all. So no, oh, he can awesome. do true. Oh, mm-hmm. All right, all right, G, go ahead. Uh, so at five, I have uh, Sin City. Nice. Okay. Um, uh, there are a lot of cool scenes in Sin City, but the one that kind of gets me, it's like a uh, Jessica scene. Alba scene. I got you. <laughs> I'm with <laughs> you, brother. <laughs> Everything we just got, but it's when uh, it's during the, uh, the second part of that story after uh, they kill like the yellow bastard, and then um, uh, Hardigan tells Nancy what he plans on doing to reveal that Senator Work is corrupt. And then, like, they part ways, but he realizes, like, the only way that she can stay safe is if it's if he's not alive anymore. Such a good scene. And it's the score along with, like, how it's shot, but they, he shoots himself, and it's, like, right, it's, like, before he does it, it's that line, like, an old man dies, a young woman lives, fair trade. It's just, like, a really quiet, like, powerful moment for me in that movie. And then, uh, four, I have uh, Batman 89. Um, I... My favorite sequence is the whole museum sequence, pretty much. And, I mean, I, I count it as one long sequence. Like, it, the, the stuff that starts in the museum all the way until, like, they get into the Batmobile and, like, all that stuff Yep. after that. Uh, three, I have uh, Endgame. Uh, my favorite moment is the portal scene as well. And then uh, two, I have uh, Batman Begins. Oh, I forgot Ooh, to get Batman Begins nice. some love. I feel I so bad about um, myself right now. And my favorite moment is uh, it's uh, after uh, Scarecrow like gasses uh, Rachel, and then like uh, and then uh, Batman has to come rescue. It's the whole scene with the tumbler and them chasing. And, like Hans Zimmer's score through that whole scene is like so good, and I don't know. It's just like a really cool moment. But yeah, I I actually like Batman Begins more and more every time I watch it. I know we give a lot. I'm I'm, I'm going to give love to another entry in that trilogy, but like. <laughs> uh, Batman Begins, like I think, gets better and better on every rewatch. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I rewatched it like a few weeks ago, and it plays so well. Even Jenny kind of sat down and watched it for me. And she did just, she enjoy it? I don't know if she enjoyed it, but she just sat next to me. <laughs> she did sit down and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Remember. She's like, I don't remember this as boring as I thought. She's like, all this needs is a little bit of Leo, a little sprinkle of Leo, and it'd be good. <laughs> Sounds that's a good Jenny. <laughs> Thanks. I I I practice my Jenny all the time. Uh, all right, you Chris. sitting there in the mirror. <laughs> I do. All right, Chris, go uh, for it. Five. I have uh, three hundred. Uh, nice. Nice. Now, yeah. <laughs> speech, where like, it's after Leonidas is dead, and he's like rallying the troops of the rest of the Spartan army. I don't know. Like that scene just is so awesome to me. And I I, I like three hundred. I like three hundred the movie a lot. Same. Um, four. Who, who quietly said same? Me, as me. I did. I did. <laughs> no, it's funny. I did. It's funny because like I'm a huge Greek mythology, Roman mythology buff. So this like combined both that and a comic book. 
So I'm like, but it's like, it's like taboo to say that anyone likes it, though. I'm like, oh, I guess people yeah, yeah, don't no, like I, it. I'm really. not gonna lie. I've only I've only seen it once, and that's when it came out in theaters. I haven't watched it since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I enjoy it. Uh, four, I have the uh, Winter Soldier. Um, when the scene with uh, Steve and um, Scarlett Johansson, they find out how deep Hydra is infiltrated. Like that's like straight out of the comics for me. And like going up to the senator, and then like when Falcon like makes his appearance, like that's so awesome to me. And I mean, I guess honorable mention for that scene is obviously the elevator fight. And then I have three Infinity War. Similar to Thor's appearance, I have when uh, Cap's appearance. Like when you see Team Cap, and yep, like they're yeah, just like yeah. this fluid ass like machine, and they work so well together. Like I think that like sets the tone for like through what ends up being what ends up happening in Endgame and how like Cap's like just this ultimate leader. Yep. Two, I have uh, the Dark Knight, the chase scene, like like. I think that seems amazing. Like the music, everything, the drama, like seeing exactly how calculated um, the Joker is and getting caught. Like, I, I, I think that's my favorite scene in the movie. I always laugh because the Joker's always like, you know, he never has a plan, but he's calculated as shit yeah, in the dark yeah. and genius. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I can piggy, piggyback off that. My number one is number Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we all can piggyback almost. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene is the interrogation scene. I think Ledger's great in the entire movie. Obviously, we can't like praise him enough. But I think he won his Oscar in that interrogation scene. I think that scene with just like putting into perspective like that they are one in the same. And that no matter what, he can save a billion people. People are always gonna look at Batman as someone different. Is like, like you're so similar. Like it's true. You're like really it's everything same. is fucking yeah. true. And that um, my the one that gives me chills is where um, where Batman's gonna snap, and he's just punching him, and Joker's just taking it and laughing, and just taking it and laughing, and he's like, he's like, there's nothing you can do with all your strength, and I'm like, oh, you're fucking, you're the fucking man, and the fact that he gives him the wrong location. Because I know he, I he, I think he played all of us. When yeah. I first saw the movie, I'm like, yeah, he's he's gonna give him the right location. He's not, he's just not gonna get there in time. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Like um, right in the split second, like right almost, yeah. Then yeah. Rachel will die that way. Yeah. But the way he did it was Joker. I was yeah. the Joker. So yeah, Dark Knight's my number one for many reasons, but that's my favorite scene on it. Yeah. Uh, Leo. Yeah, no, I think of with favorite. And to be honest, look, if we would have done best, this list would have been very different. Um, and one possibly would have been Dark Knight as well, uh, but I'm I'm still like it's I'm I'm loyal to the movie that kind of started it at all for me, and my number one's Batman '89. Of course, yeah, no Batman no problem 89. there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's it, it was just that like you, pretty much I was like I was a little kid. The action figures were awesome. The marketing you couldn't escape it, <laughs> as, you, as as we talked about during that episode. Yes, um, but like no '89 was definitely my number one and my favorite scene is i guess the line that pretty much everyone tries to mimic now what are you i'm batman I'm batman yeah uh that's my number one all right uh go ahead rye my number one is batman and robin no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> my, my number one is the joker um 
this movie hit home for me. I not want to. I before last week, I wasn't one to be open about this. I do have mental illness. I suffer from. I hate using the term "suffer," but it's the only word they really use now. I have bipolar, and some of the character they nailed the characteristics that you know that. And I, complete honesty, I actually had I had complete breakdown a couple weeks ago. That's why I wasn't on last week, and I was in a mental hospital. And uh, some of the characteristics were so on point. And the one line that he says in that movie um, is my favorite scene just for what it is, just a line. The hardest part about having a mental illness is having to act like you don't. Because it's true. I'm the type that, you know, suffered in silence. I don't show my don't show my hand. If you're that person, please go fucking talk to someone it's a lot easier it's going to suck for a little bit and it's going to take some adjustment but trust me it fucking gets a lot easier man but the joker's so well done it's like i've seen it twice now probably gonna see it three times by the end of this week um this movie just so well done and i listened to last week's episode uh right before coming on so i you know knew all your guys opinions I have to agree with you, Leo, disagree with you on one thing. I actually didn't mind when they teased, uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of spoiler, uh, the Joker-Bruce dynamic, because I thought that was an interesting take, because I'm a big yin and yang guy, so I figured that would be kind of cool, a nice yin and yang thing. Um, one thing you guys didn't talk about at all that I loved, a little, like, a little B subplot of the movie, was the girlfriend. I found that to be so fascinating, so fucking heartbreaking when you when the big reveal happens. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but no, that movie just resonates so well with me, and just you know, it, it you know, Dave, me, you, and Chris are wrestling fans, and one thing that makes a wrestling character so great is when like a Steve Austin, it's him turned up to a hundred. I feel like that's what this is. This is mental illness turned up to 100. Like, this is the worst-case scenario. Now, 99% of cases don't end like Joker. But they end, most of them end tragically, whether it be suicide, whether it be just constant suffering because of the stigma, because of just who we were as a society at one point where you suffer in silence. But let me just use this platform real quick, and I hate to, you know, do this, but... Go ahead. Fuck it, get the help, man. Like, trust me, it, it's so much easier. There's more people like you than you realize. And when people, when people think uh, mental illness, they think Joker, they think straightjackets. But I talked to someone who was, you know, founding, like, pretty much, like, was PETA before PETA existed. I talked to so many interesting people and so many fascinating people. And it's just such, get help, Get this, it's not as bad as you would think. I mean, there's probably certain facilities out there that are bad. Like, actually, I'll be 100% honest. I won't give the name of where I was, but I was talking to one of the patients, and they said that was the worst. And to me, that was a fucking cakewalk. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the best I can say is get help. But back to fun times. Joker, fucking phenomenal movie. I can't wait to own it. I can't wait to just watch it. You know, it's my La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> gonna, I, <laughs> I'm going. So I, like I might to have hear. to buy. <laughs> I might have to buy a little extra TV with a little extra 4K <laughs> player so I can have it on loop in the house somewhere. <laughs> do it. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing, Rye. Yeah, dude. Glad to have you back. Thank you. All You're right. Welcome. Good All luck right. to whoever's following that, though. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Chris, for go real. ahead. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is... Uh... <laughs> All right, G, go ahead. <laughs> well, my number one is The Dark Knight. Um, I almost picked the interrogation scene, but, like, the one that really, like, still... That, that scene's really good, but I love the scene where the Joker crashes the party looking for Harvey Dent. Yes. And it's just the way that the camera is, like following him as he's like scan- like going around the crowd like you know grabbing like the trim cocktail eating it and like going just around it's like it's like a frantic kind of thing kind of gets you in the mindset of like him pretty much like that scene has always stood out to me as long as long as well as the interrogation scene but that one it's the way the score kind of is playing all eerily in the background while he's like kind of scanning the crowd it's just a it's a really cool like like entrance for that character too um, but yeah, I mean, like it's, I mean, everything I've, has been said about the dark Knight. Like I, I don't think, uh, as far as comic book movies go, like, you know, we talked about, I, the only reason Joker wasn't on my list because it was still new and I feel like I need to see it again. Yeah. That's uh, fine. Cause I feel like I need to see it again, but, um, you know, it started with Batman Begins, but like the dark Knight, it really gave you like an indication of what you could really do with that genre. And it doesn't have to just be, uh, what some people think is just spectacle and effects and all that stuff for comic book movies. It can be real and it can be gritty and it can be dark oh. and done right. All right, Chris, all right. take us home. Uh, I got Avengers Endgame. Uh, when the big three assemble to fight Thanos. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that scene encompasses like obviously when Cap becomes worthy and then he rolls right into Avengers Assemble. Like, I think, but like the big three, like they, they're just like, we're gonna do this, and then Thor, like, like, you know, lose a little bit of weight quickly, and like, <laughs> and, and like, just that whole fight where it's like that's that's the start of the end of the last ten years. I I still watch it today. Like I like I'll just like turn on random scenes, and like, I can't think of. And you did. I, I, I and love you it. guys like the the like. I'm just asking because I I don't remember what it was being was like the whole like. Marvel girl gang shot that yeah. they no, it's cool. I mean, like if Jenny was going to be on the show, I would have put it in there, you know. To get <laughs> She's sitting right <laughs> next to me too. <laughs> Chris but just I, said like, if you oh, were going to be on the show, he would have included the girls mashup in Avengers Endgame as his favorite scene. <laughs> totally not a troll, though. Totally not a troll. But no, like I like that scene, like that whole fight scene. We talked about it. It was on everybody's list, like in some form of uh, variation. Like it's ten years. I think that plays a big part in it, where it's just like we've all been on this journey for that long. Yeah. So like it's like that whole movie is just like payoff after payoff after payoff after payoff, and then like they literally saved like <laughs> this gigantic cherry, where it was just like yeah, like all that was great, but we still have this massive one. Yeah. And like it's just like Jesus. Well, that's a good way to follow up. <laughs> good way, to, good follow up. <laughs> All right, so that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, next week is TBD because Jen and I have to do our walk next week. So, what is our walk for, Miss Jen? If you want to shout it out real quick, it's for Alzheimer's New Jersey. We're raising funds and walking in support of those um, with Alzheimer's and related in uh illnesses all right so if we don't see you next week see you in two weeks for the beginning of 
the holiday season. Yeah. That's crazy, guys. The year's wow, almost the over. The year's not by so fast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I will tease it. In about two, three weeks, we are going to do an episode on Stephen King, our favorite Stephen King adaptations. So be on the lookout for that. Until next time, kids. Thank you.